Subscribe to The Leader through your favourite podcast provider and make sure you don't miss our news, commentary and analysis every day at 4pm. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. It comes down to this. Boris Johnson or Jeremy Corbyn? And every voter in the country has to make a choice. On the eve of this election, the Evening Standard has made its. Frankly, Jeremy Corbyn is simply not up to it. He is completely unfit, in the view of the paper, to be the Prime Minister of Britain. And therefore, Boris Johnson, who has flaws but also strengths is the right person to remain in Downing Street. The leader speaks to our editor, George Osborne, about how the newspaper came to its decision and how he personally will vote in an election like no other. It's it's tough when you've got a friend and someone you rate uh, standing in the election, but not for the party you traditionally vote for. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the Evening Standard is backing Boris Johnson for PM, but not without caution. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. In the very first episode of the Leader Podcast, we spoke to The Standard's associate editor, Julian Glover, about the history and purpose of the editorial column. And it's called the Leader Column, and it carries clear, sharp opinions on the key news stories of the day. It helps inform you, it entertains you, fresh, make you think. Central to any great newspaper. And we're very proud of the ones in the Evening Standard. And it was all leading up to this. On the eve of the general election, this newspaper has traditionally backed a candidate to be Prime Minister. In December 2019, here's what the Evening Standard thinks. This newspaper speaks for London when we say we're unhappy with the two paths presented to us. Brexit under the Tories or national bankruptcy under Labour. Jeremy Corbyn is manifestly unfit to hold the highest office in the land. That has been obvious since Labour made the suicidal decision to choose him as their leader four years ago. The other person who could be PM on Friday is already in Downing Street. The traits that propel Boris Johnson to the highest office will inevitably be the ones that eventually force him from it. While he says he wants to get Brexit done, he knows that cannot happen. We are condemned to years of agonising negotiation, which will end in us following EU rules we no longer control. 
But since Mr Johnson took office this summer, he has been more focused and more serious than anyone expected. And, just maybe, he can restore to the country the optimism and confidence that was lost in that referendum result he helped deliver. When it comes to the choice between Jeremy Corbyn and Boris Johnson, there is no contest. Corbyn would be a disaster for Britain. The Evening Standard backs Boris to remain as PM. Shortly after the column went to print, I knocked on our editor George Osborne's office door and asked him how the Standard came to this decision. Well, today's the day before the general election and as a newspaper we owe it to our readers to make a recommendation about how to vote. I think newspapers that duck those choices are a bit feeble. Uh, or, or newspapers that make recommendations that you know don't get to the heart of the matter are also uh, a bit lame. Uh, and so we come on to make a recommendation on how to vote, but we start by explaining that you know fundamentally London is not very happy at the choice being offered between a hard Brexit or a d- departure from the EU next year and the kind of left-wing Marxism that um, Jeremy Corbyn has to offer. So it's an unhappy choice, but it's a choice you've got to make, and, and elections aren't just about the direction you go in, but also about the people who lead you in that direction. And so the editorial then moves on to the to the basic choice we face about who's going to be the prime minister. Who is going to be the prime minister? Well, we'll see. <laughs> That's not for me to decide. That is for the voters of Britain to decide. Uh, but we suggest that the real choice is between Boris Johnson and Jeremy Corbyn. You know, frankly, the Liberal Democrats, who, by the way, triggered this election. We should remember that. They're the people who voted in Parliament to cause a general election. You know, they have run a pretty poor campaign. And we are faced as a country between having Jeremy Corbyn as the Prime Minister and Boris Johnson as the Prime Minister. And frankly, Jeremy Corbyn is simply not up to it. He is he is completely unfit, in the view of the paper, to be the Prime Minister of Britain for a whole host of reasons which we go into. And therefore, Boris Johnson, who has flaws but also strengths, is the right person to remain in Downing Street. But it's not a, a full-throated backing of Boris Johnson, is it? There are some reservations. Well, we, of course, have huge reservations about Brexit. Um, we point out that not only is this economically damaging for Britain and indeed damaging for Britain's position in the world, but it also endangers the Union uh, and you know Scottish independence, prospect of United Ireland are going to dominate British politics for many years to come. Uh, but we also say that Boris, as Prime Minister, has shown some liberal instincts with the relaxation of student visa controls. He's been quite fiscally prudent, despite the rhetoric about lots of spending. Uh, and, uh, you know, he has shown a, a focus and, and, a, and, a, and a diligence in, to the, in the job, which people didn't really expect of him. Um, so it's it, we back him. We're pretty clear about backing him. Um, and we're certainly clear about backing him over Jeremy Corbyn. Although there's a bit in the editorial which points out that some of the independent conservatives who he purged uh, from the party, like uh, David Gork, Dominic Grieve, Anne Milton, uh, are people we would wish well, because were they ever to get into Parliament, and you know, I very much hope some of them do, uh, in the next 48 hours, they would not be backing Corbyn for prime minister. So so we wish the Conservatives well, but we also wish a, a couple of these independent Conservatives well as well. Is there a route back into the Conservatives for those independents? Should Boris Johnson, if he gets a majority, take them back in? 
Well, I think that's sort of jumping ahead. I'm not sure. We'll see whether they, they are in Parliament. Uh, and we'll see how big his majority is. If the majority is not very big, he will be relying on their votes and he will need them more than they need him. If Boris Johnson does get a good working majority, do you expect him to change as a prime minister from what we have now? Have we seen glimpses of what he could be? Well, I um, I think it will be different for anyone anyone who's prime minister off their own bat. I mean, this is very much in his campaign. Um, you know, he's not therefore inherited the job or, or taken over midterm as he had a few months ago is different. You know, they feel they've got a mandate. Uh, I mean, clearly the sort of central mandate will be to, quotes get Brexit done. But as the editorial points out, of course, we may well leave the European Union in the next couple of months. That's a big deal. That's not a technicality. But the really complicated questions facing the country about our future relationship with Europe, whether we want to you know, follow European rules or set our own rules, but then not really be able to trade so much with Europe, remain unanswered and you know in the end uh, our relationship with our neighbors have dominated our history for uh, many hundreds of years if not thousands of years and they're going to go on being uh, one of the key questions facing britain and you know in the end brexit doesn't answer that question Coming up, more from our editor, George Osborne, including what he thinks Boris's odds of staying in number 10 actually are. It's by no means a done deal, and here I agree with Boris. I think it is going to be a, it's a tight contest. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. As if this election needed more drama, a YouGov MRP poll suggesting a last-minute comeback for Labour. It still has the Tories winning a 28-seat majority, but the pollsters behind it couldn't rule out a hung parliament. I asked George Osborne, no stranger himself to a close election, how tight this vote could be. Yeah, very much so. I, I think this is a close contest. I mean, I, you know, I have consistently said for the last couple of months that I thought there was a 70% chance of a Boris winning outright and a 30% chance of a hung parliament. Um, and of course, in a hung parliament, you might well have Jeremy Corbyn as the prime minister. And I can't help noticing, but the, the bookies today, if you if you follow them, are almost exactly on that 70-30 chance of the outcome. Uh, and, um, you know, we will see. I think you know, for the Conservatives to win, they've got to win 
some you know seats they've not won before. Um, they've got to hold on to some of those metropolitan seats that uh, here in London that are under uh, challenge. Uh, so you know it's it's by no means a done deal, and and you know here I agree with Boris. I think it is going to be a it's a tight contest, and um, since I'm um, doing the ITV election coverage all night from uh, ten o'clock tomorrow night, you can uh, you can stay up with me and and see this exciting election unfold. You've written in the Standard in response to a reader's letter that you will be voting Conservative, but you gave the impression that this hasn't been an easy choice for you this time around. Well, it's it, look, I'm a, you know, I'm someone who you know has been a member of the Conservative Party for many years, and of course I was a Conservative politician, and you know I owe the Conservative Party a lot. Uh, but in my the seat where I live in Kensington, which is perhaps the most marginal seat, certainly one of the most marginal seats in the country, and where there's a three way contest, which is pretty unusual. Uh, the Liberal Democrat candidate Sam Geemer used to be a Conservative MP and is someone I know very well and uh, worked with for many years. So. You know, it's it's tough when you've got a friend and someone you rate uh, standing in the election, but not for the party you traditionally vote for. Um, but I come down to the same choice in the sense that the, the the paper spells out, which is, do I want Jeremy Corbyn in Downing Street or would I rather have Boris Johnson? And I would clearly rather have Boris Johnson. So, you know, a vote for the Liberal Democrats opens the door to Jeremy Corbyn in a way that a vote for the Conservatives doesn't. I think if I was a voter in another constituency where there was an independent Conservative standing, like David Gork, who's a friend of mine and we used to work together, Dominic Grieve in Beaconsfield, and Milton in Guildford, I'd be very tempted to vote for one of them because they would come in as essentially independent Conservatives supporting a Conservative Prime Minister over a Labour Prime Minister, but moderating the more extreme elements of the Conservative Party that I think, you know, frankly, have done quite a lot of damage to Britain and damage to the party's prospects. And of course, whatever the result in the election, the Standard will be keeping a very close eye on Downing Street. Well, general elections are pretty good for newspapers, but they're particularly good for the Evening Standard in terms of its coverage, because of course, we come out in the morning uh, on Friday, and so we know the result. Uh, And the other newspapers overnight, of course, have an indication of what the result might be. But in the last two general elections, in 2017, 2015, and indeed, go back to 2010, uh, election I was also involved in, you know, the Friday morning was pretty important because that's when it became clear who the government was going to be, who was the prime minister and and what was going to unfold. Uh, And uh, you can only read about that in the Evening Standard and indeed, um, you will get great coverage online from us as well. So Friday morning is going to be pretty excited. I will have done the election programme from 10 in the evening till 6 in the morning on ITV, and then I will come straight to the offices of the Evening Standard to edit the paper and keep you informed. And the leader will be here too with a special programme being recorded with our senior editorial team after the result. We'll be breaking down what happened on election night and what could happen next. Make sure you don't miss it by subscribing through your podcast provider and give us a rating too. We'll be back as usual tomorrow at four. See you then. <laughs>